Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn, and today's episode is a little different. This is our Revisionist Guide to Ancient History, Part 1. Uh, we're nearing the end of our first phase of episodes before we move on to talk about a new era of history. So to help new listeners, we're going to collect all of our winning stories in just two episodes. So today you're going to hear clips from three shows. If you want to suggest a topic or if you have any questions or comments, as always, you can reach us at revisionistpodcast.com or on our Facebook page or our Twitter. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Our first story is from Kira McKaylin. Our first episode, Alexander the Great. Mr. Mr. Great, Alexander, <laughs> was born uh, 356 BCE. Uh, the numbers go down for their people. <laughs> <laughs> so he dies in three. <laughs> He dies in 323, doesn't Benjamin Button out of it. But, uh, <laughs> he was born to Olympia and Philip, one of whom is a cooler name than the other. Um, his we father, all know. <laughs> you know, Philip's pretty jazzy. Yeah. Um, so King Philip was actually, there's a lot of his reputation of him being kind of the guy who established, uh, Macedonia, but he, it was, it was pretty okay when he got there, but he made it better. Um, it was pretty okay when he got there. You know, it was. It, was fine. it, it didn't require the gentrification. <laughs> the it was in the process <laughs> of that that level of gentrification. He just put up a few more. Yeah, put up, opened up a few artisan, artisanal pie shops. In <laughs> I'm supposed to give him the the real history of right. like adding in some pie shops, was... pizza shops. I think would be. As More though accurate. Macedonia was Chuck Berry and Philip was that new sound he's been looking for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, so Alexander was uh, pretty precocious from a young age. He was uh, tutored by Aristotle. He, uh, one of the more famous stories about him uh, from his childhood was Taming Bucephalus, which is a horse with a superhero's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly. I was STD. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, well, that's the I name mean, of horse syphilis, actually. Yeah. And he tamed it. That yeah. horse is cured now. Yeah, the, the, tamed was the ancient word for curing, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that horse had a <laughs> bucephalitic <laughs> issue that was... <laughs> yeah, that's how Al Capone died. Horse, horse Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um... I think one of the reasons that we attach great to the name, you can talk to some historians that um, prefer that we don't use great anymore because it's very sexist, but that's <laughs> it's for another t- <laughs> ominous laughing yeah, the, at that we point. Should it say is. This is gendered Alexander <laughs> the Great. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, Alexander Macedon is how he's typically referred oh, okay. to now. Uh, anyways, but when it, he's sort of infamous for having never. Sorry, <laughs> dude. You know how hard it was. For me, I actually, like, somewhere in here is a note that he wasn't a mastodon. Uh, <laughs> Remember. <laughs> he did have horns, though. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in the future. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to the horns. Right nice. now, we're still in childhood. He's tamed a horse. So it is possible it's very he impressive. was some kind of hell demon brought forth to... Uh, it, it's, been, um, it's been suggested, but... Um, so anyways, he takes over as uh, commander of the the cavalry, the companion cavalry at 18, and assists his father in essentially strengthening the Greek hold, which is fun. Um, <laughs> he became the king at 20, so at 20 he was doing better than me. Yeah. He uh, yeah. probably would have had his associates at least. 
So he became <laughs> king at like twenty, an and school. <laughs> you know, I mean, he clearly had a trade, which <laughs> was conquering the world. He was yeah, really he good at that. Uh, very much so. He's a man of the people, <laughs> specifically. The conquered people right. that the he... The downtrodden Persians. <laughs> Saying Noah Baumbach's mumblecore movie about Alexander the Great at 20 yeah. years old. Maybe would have been a little different. <laughs> but screaming the... and screaming. Yeah. The screams of the conqueror. <laughs> um, actually, he was pretty, w- pretty well-liked. He didn't have a lot of use for the people once he was conquered. He wasn't very into, like... People? Yeah, he wasn't really a people person. He was an owning people person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he'd actually conquered Persia at the age of 26. He had a vendetta against Darius. I believe Darius was also the third. They were at threes at this point in the BCEs. Yeah, they only had four names that they named people at this point. Yeah, and, and they Darius, you could only Alexander, go up to four. Philip and Olympia. Actually, there, yeah. was, one, there was one woman's name. <laughs> Olympia. <was> extraordinarily confusing. <laughs> um, a lot of places and women, all the same. Mm-hmm. Made for a lot of good double entendres. They hadn't invented those yet, but they said them all the time. <laughs> they just had entendres. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so actually, the thing about conquering Persia, I mean, one, it, like he had really good strategies. His uh, his method for conquering Persia involved not actually infiltrating Asia, but going around Asia Minor and sort of conquering everything coastal and then working its way inward. He also employed engineers to help, like, repair and uh, create equipment for his armies. So he had some, some good moves when he was trying to defeat Darius. He actually was not the one to kill Darius. That was a gentleman whose name That's I don't know if I had. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I have his name written down somewhere. Not somewhere that I wrote. Well, we know it's either Philip, Alexander, (laughs) or Darius. Yeah, I think this gentleman's name began with a B, I want to say. I want to say Bannis? Philip. Philip? It could be Cephalus. Could have been named after the horse. Uh, But that gentleman, actually, he was one of the admirals, I believe, for Darius III. Killed Darius III, which upset Alexander, who therefore set out to kill unnamed man. (laughs) 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 <laughs> who served a pretty important role or in this history. Something yeah. 20-year-olds still get upset about today. Yeah, he was upset about that. Um, let's see, what the, some other cool notes. Um, I guess the other big thing, oh, the horns. We can go there now. That's yeah, a, I've been wondering about the horns. So he's often defected, depicted <laughs> depicted as having horns. No, he's, he's de- I've seen him depicted as having horns. <laughs> Um, well, you mentioned a lot of stuff was recorded after his death. So. Yeah, um, but it, I mean, monetarily speaking, he—that's <laughs> right. I did read about this. He is uh, very frequently depicted as having horns. There's a couple interesting things about this. Uh, one, this has to do with the legend of him walling off the hordes of Gog and Magog, who essentially they're like Mongols. They're nomads. They're warrior nomads. But if you go into some conspiracy theory shit, they're demons. Um, <laughs> and he was the one who walled them in. <laughs> Uh, in the Quran, he's portrayed as having horns, supposedly because he's from Greece, if I understand right. There's also been, and I was trying to find some sources to back this up, and I unfortunately couldn't find the ones I was looking for, but there's been suggestions he had osteomas, and he just actually had bone spurs coming out of his head. Which has been suggested that it created some discomfort on his frontal lobes that actually happened to make him a great warlord. But his contributions... Make headbutts more effective. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that's think... how they fought wars at this point. It was Primarily head, headbutts. Yeah, it was, right? a head, it was headbutts and wrestling. <laughs> they were rams yes. back then. Um, <laughs> all of them just cheap fighting. <laughs> really sheep. accurate, my version. Mine, Once sheep. they came up with punching, it was like, this is a game changer. <laughs> yeah, that's that was his contribution. I'm doing the real history, but that was his contribution was punching. Actually, that um, was invented by Jonathan Punch and... <laughs> 1902. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is a long time Way ago. Way after guns, yeah, surprisingly. It's, it's, it was originally called arm gunning. I like... <laughs> that's why they call it the gun show. I like... <laughs> sorry, I had no, to. No, that's fine. Um, I, I accept. Uh, I love this myself. <laughs> so we, like, created clubs before we had punching. I like that. <laughs> that's how history... We, we achieved fire to get to punching. Um... <laughs> He had a lot of contributions. The library in Alexandria, one of the many Alexandrias, as he tended to name cities after himself, except for one that's named after that horse. <laughs> There's a lot of Alexandrias and one Bucephalus. Uh, his contributions were ultimately, he was pretty kind to the people he conquered unless they did an uprising, in which case he would just murder everybody. Um, so as long as you were fine with him on your money, he wasn't really that bad of a leader. And because he conquered so much of the world, he gave us uh, common language and established trade routes that were still used after his empire wound up being dismantled. He's sort of attributed for the spread of Greek as a common language. And for his death, there's an interesting story that it was actually prophesied by Colonus, who is a Hindu prophet i think punjabi i want to say his nationality was he's 73 i'm hoping that the prophecy was more than i'll bet he dies at some point <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's actually very really. poetic yeah that's because <laughs> um, that's, that's just people i'd be willing to make that prophecy about a lot of folks <laughs> but you know the one you that's not true for it. <laughs> a little bit i heard the, the slight tinge of an accent there this is a little more tinged on you by the end of this we're it's all gonna be trying <laughs> By the end of this, we're all trying. Like every single so... one of us talking in a thick southern drawl. <laughs> Some better than us. <laughs> this is gonna be very racist against southern people, and I apologize. No, I no, like... I'll say this, Alexander. Here. He uh, is that Fighthorn Lakehorn? <laughs> he's southern. He's no, the avatar he's, of the he's, south. Yes, he's southern. He's also a cartoon. <laughs> I want to say. I mean, really. We want to generalize about chickens that are also cartoon characters. A lot of them are from the South. Chickens love the South. <laughs> Science fact. Uh, but you were saying about uh, uh, the prophecy of Alexander's death. <laughs> um, so Colonus was a Hindu prophet. He traveled with them for part of their adventures. The end of his reign, by the way, I'm not really doing this chronologically, but most of this is true, aside from, you know, the notes about names being four. They ba I mean, essentially, he wanted to conquer the world, but eventually his soldiers were just like, we're tired and we want to go home, so they mutinied, and that's why he stopped conquering people. That's really... He never... He didn't lose, he just... His men were tired. And, um... <laughs> so on their way back, Colonus, who's 73, uh says essentially that he doesn't want to be disabled, and he's just like, uh, he wants to die by self-immolation, which is a popular way for monks to go out. It it's a, it's a style. <laughs> but uh, this happens... I like, I like the idea at some <laughs> monk high school, when they're just like, do you hear Chad self-immolated? He is so sexy. I was okay. gonna say hot, but I thought it was too much. <laughs> 
he's <laughs> so yeah uh alex says no by the way he doesn't like the idea of uh immolation we're calling him alex i feel comfortable i've i've read a lot about him it's like he's here i think he was us. a good guy um aside from the mass murdering of people he was really into trying to kill darius that was the one he was like really trying other than that it was all and he got killed blocked man but yeah Sebastian or whatever but we Bubba. should look Bubba. that up. Bubba, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba Booey. Um, <laughs> he yeah. said Bubba Booey, Bubba Booey, while well, he killed Darius instead of Alexander. Oh, wait, I think I found it. Bessus. 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 Old Bessus. <laughs> the Southern Judge loves old Bessus. <laughs> uh, Alex did not, though. He killed him nope. pretty horrifically. Anyway, so on his funeral pyre, before he dies, Colonist says, um, We shall meet again in Babylon. Just a little vague, but uh, sort of attributed that he was referring to the fact that he'll die. Go to Babylon. I don't know. <laughs> that was a popular de- <laughs> destination. Destination. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, right after that, he came down with a fever and he he died. It's it's generally accepted that he died of malaria. There's some theories that he was poisoned. Um, they think his half-brother Ptolemy might have poisoned him. There's some things about some of his many lovers. One of them might have done it, but there's yeah, not really a lot of... Bellasis. Did he get to... How close was he with that horse? <laughs> I mean, he named a city after it, which is... Pretty close. That's yeah. very close for man horse <laughs> relations. I mean, he didn't name any cities after any of his wives and or lovers, for that matter. So... <laughs> it is, well, you know, one point to horses. Not, it's not <laughs> recorded to people. <laughs> I mean, that's um, how he ended all his relationships with his lovers. Just, I'm going with the horse. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> oh, his body was lost. His wife killed some people. She had a son. He's dead. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I would have been surprised if he were still alive. <laughs> Your prophecy has come true. Another ten. Uh, he died when I believe he was thirteen. He was killed off by one of the one of the people that Cassander was his name because it was very feminine to me. Cassander. Cassander killed Cassander. Alexander the Fourth, and um, he had no other children. Stopped with him. He was thirty-two. Died of a fever. He was a G. Uh, I mean, you. I feel like Brian, you got you got a lot of the things right. You got a lot of the points correct. Thank you. The takeaway was indeed pretty similar. Uh, so let's just let's just rewind. I'll 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 tell it how how it happens. Uh, so Cleopatra the seventh was born to Mark and Rebecca the seventh in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> just kidding, guys. It was Egypt. Oh Jesus Christ. But this was in, this was in 69 BCE, which is very important to the story. Uh, Cleopatra had a very rare g- congenital birth defect. Were we supposed to make a 69 joke there? Was that the end? No, of that's the coming later. That's okay. coming later. <laughs> spoil, not to spoil it. Well, not to spoil a 69 joke. Heads up, guys. Woo, the most woo. popular joke number. Yep. It's when genitals and mouths get together. Every, twice. Twice, yeah. More than once. Well, well, yeah. At the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Synchronicity. <laughs> Serendipity. It really is a symbol of teamwork. Multiplicity. Now that I think about it, 69 du- should duplicity. be the number that is associated with teamwork. Yeah. Mm. What is there a number associated with teamwork? Two, I would imagine. <laughs> At least. And above. Two, two and greater. All the way up to 69. But so, not 70. Anyway. No, not 70. That's, that's just ridiculous. So Cleopatra had a very rare congenital birth defect 
that caused all of her joints and her wrists and elbows and knees to be locked at 90 degrees. And this was fucking hideous for her. Her parents hated it uh, because, like, while they were in Egypt, like you said, everybody loved Greek. They loved the Greeks. They loved... They did. Did I say that? I mean, you you, you inferred it. Uh, <laughs> it was seen to be lower to speak Egyptian. It was seen like a lower standing. Are to, you... Well, let me, let, let me finish. Also, how do you say joints locked in 90 degrees do you mean like i think he means that stereotypical egyptian walk that okay. people do yes that's stereotypical yes. Egyptian. everywhere she it's went she was now. reminded that she walked like an egyptian but More you know what that. you know eventually she was just like you know what fuck it i gotta be me and so she repopularized that whole look she ultimately <laughs> had a halfway popular song written about it uh, by the Roman Emperor Caligula. And that was like way later. But she was way self-conscious about her look and her defect all the way until her middle age. So like 15. <laughs> but she was technically royalty. Uh, her parents. Technically. technically. Even though she was just like hated for so long. Uh, her parents could not stand her for her gross deformity. So they sent her to public school. Uh, <laughs> and she fell into kind Why of a bad. put kids with deformities? <laughs> Obviously. I mean, hey, Brian, we all went to public school, and I think we know why. <laughs> but while she was there, she fell into a bad crowd uh, and took up like smoking. Fell into them. I was going to yeah. say. Well, because she can't really walk great. Yeah, she was on a ledge. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse Just me. like tumbled over, yeah. and there's the bad crowd. Yeah. And they're smoking like, you cigarettes smoke? in the smoking pit yeah. below. Yeah. Smoking, drugs, graffiti. Mm. Yeah, she did all of these things. Uh, one time she carved uh, Principal Ramsey's Rams Geese. Which is, I mean, it's not very good, but it's what she did. I mean, um, she carved I mean, it. She into, was in high school. Yeah, she carved and it into public, the side of public high school. Into the side of Principal Ramsey's pyramid, uh, mm. which was it was pretty impressive for the time because it did take her like a year and two months uh, to get that carved in there, and also it was all like hieroglyphs. So the like, administration was not watching super closely. Well, that's what made it so impressive. She had it kind of on the DL. Curious as to yeah. what it was. Well, how, what is this? Principal Ramsey's. Oh, let's see. Let's find out where this goes. Uh, he, I mean, he was dead for a year by the time it was finished. <laughs> but So she had to change it to Ram to Geese. Great, yeah. And, she was going to say something much worse. I don't know. It's, it's lost to the scrolls. The uh, scrolls? Yeah, the scrolls. The Marvel villain? Yep. She got mad props. For that action, though, even though he was dead, even though her target was gone. Uh, bad kids, you know, she's she's hanging out with them. But like she's making an influence. She was bad kids. She's hanging out with them. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's part of the theme song to our right. new show. <laughs> Tall of me. Tall of me. Tall of me. Like she got high fives all around from everybody. I mean, she could do up high all right, but like down low was kind of tricky with her gross hands. Couldn't she just use the other hand? <laughs> yeah, but it was like but she didn't really go for that. But. This whole, this whole popularity, this whole kind of like bad bitch in her attracted the attention of the, uh, the captain of the football team, her brother Greg. Uh, and, and you know what? She started getting into fucking. She started like right away. I, I know. As you do. I know. And it's, we've talked about this. That's, I feel like that's already been glossed over enough, but she and Greg didn't do it much. It was just a couple times and she decided, you know what? I'm not, not feeling it. Not into this dude. He's my brother, Greg. It's weird to have sex when I'm stuck in this position. Yep. 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 All the time. Uh, so she took a little trip over to... Uh, it's also weird that there's someone named Greg yeah, well, in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Everyone in her family was named Greg. <laughs> uh, so she so went it over... was like Greg the 13th then. Yeah. They just called him Greg though. I mean, that was his jersey number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
That's how they did those. That's how they assigned. That's the how they numbers. they invented jersey numbers based on like what number of human you are. What number of human? Uh, so she took a trip to the Isle of Lesbos, and just you know started just learning about her body, feeling things out. No, this was college. This was college. This was yeah, college. Uh, just kind of taking some time, not like to date anybody per se, but she was like she's going on dates, but she doesn't really have any commitment. Like, she doesn't want to, like, settle down. Don't, doesn't want anything super serious. Uh, needless to say, this did not go over well with her parents, Mark and Rebecca. Uh, they were super. Oh. S- Mark. Greg Mark. Super. Well, Greg Mark. Mark is short for Greg. Oh, right. Of course. They were very conservative uh, Egyptian Baptists. They more or less disowned her at, at that point. And uh, it's Isis and Osiris, not Isis and Nephthys. Uh She was like, you know what? Fuck it. I gotta be me. And the people fucking loved her for it. They loved her. Julius Caesar got a gotta be me tattoo across his chest. Uh, and she was like, damn. And then they started making babies immediately. Like a Beyonce figure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm rethinking the rest of this now. Nonetheless, her girlfriends, her girlfriends were like, girl, you better slow it down. You just met this man. Uh, mama knew what mama wanted, and it was power. She wanted to have power over the men. And so she got it. Uh, right around that time, Caligula was uh, in his guitar-driven new wave phase, as we all know from the history books. Of course, yeah. When he went electric and he was a genius. Yep, yep. Yeah. And he wrote that, that very, very popular song about her, Walk the Egyptians. He sold it to the Bengals. It was great. Uh, and everyone just Walk lost. Walk the Egyptians? Walk like an Egyptian. Okay, because I think you confused it with uh, Walk the Dinosaur. I may have, but he also wrote that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're... they're I, don't, I don't have time to explain this to you right now. Uh, <laughs> so condescending. <laughs> so everybody lost it. Everybody's way in full Cleopatra mode. They love her. She got a hieroglyph designed after her. Uh, oh, yeah. She got an all-expenses-paid trip to Rome. <laughs> and her parents died of East Nile virus, which is, like, twice as bad. Uh, but then... They, they just called it Nile virus, because it's right there. Well, it's, it's across it never the crossed, Nile. Yeah. never crossed yeah. the yeah. river. Uh, Julius Caesar, or uh, Juicy, as she called him, uh, <laughs> he got assassinated, because he wouldn't stop saying that I gotta be me thing. And, like, just how everyone was fucking sick of it. And damn girl. And damn girl. Well, I mean, he said that, too. That's, that's funny. That wasn't in, in my... That was in his story, but I mean, I, I guess there was some crossover. So she, she snuck back into Egypt in a rug, uh, and she dated around a little bit, had a couple more kids, you know, nothing serious. Uh, but nothing, she, she had a couple yeah, kids, yeah. No, nothing but, serious. No big, but she was in a rut at that point, and she was, she was in a rug at that She was in a rug. <laughs> it was her preferred method of travel. Yep. Uh, she was, she was stuck as a pharaoh. Stuck and, as a, that's stuck she as was a, a mother. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, just always behind a desk doing some, uh, papyrus work. It was time for a change. Her on again, off again boyfriend uh, just died, and she wasn't. So like, it's very off again. Then, well, at that it point. became off again, but she wasn't too broken up about it. But it gave her an idea. Hey, I can kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> that that is an idea. But here's the thing: once you are immortalized in song, you get immortalized for real. And she didn't realize that. So that snake thing, it happened. It was figs in a basket, turns out. Didn't notice a snake somehow, but that, no, I think I'm dead. Figs in a basket. Figs in a basket with a snake. And she kind of passed out and everyone was like, oh no, she's dead. Roll her up in a rug. And (laughs) in her honor. Yeah. I mean, because she loved it so much. That's why she died as she lived. That's why people roll corpses up in rugs today. Right. Uh, so, but she didn't actually die. In fact, like, she kind of... Oh, God, she got rugged alive. She got she got rugged alive, but it was more like... 
you guys, you guys know the movie Mannequin? Mm-hmm. So they based Kim Cattrall on her. Not Kim Cattrall's character. They based Kim Cattrall on Cleopatra. You based a person on, a, on another person. Yes. So she had to, like, update her appearance, like, every every century or so, every generation, just so that she wouldn't get caught as, like, hey, you're like that old Egyptian pharaoh, uh, which, like, was a, a popular phrase in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. But where is she today, you ask? Oh, is she where is she today, Jason? Oh, she's around. <laughs> the fucking asshole Stop. answer, I love it. Are you implying that you're Cleopatra? <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Oh my god, that would be that would be the best ending to this story. And honestly, the reality that I want this to turn into. However, no, that is not oh, how it is written. Sadly, it. no. Uh, she's Jennifer Lopez, star of The Boy Next Door. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because. Yeah, because. that's why she married Mark Anthony. Yep. It was a, it was, she misheard his name. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> By the time that they were married, she'd already committed to it and she was like, well, uh, I mean, they got a divorce 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, that's, they got divorced. Yeah. Uh, 2014. You seem weirdly upset that Mark Anthony and J-Lo got <laughs> divorced. Well, Mark Anthony it. and Cleopatra. I mean, whatever. So that's J-Lo Patrick. That's where Cleopatra. she is right now. American Idol, hit records. Uh, the first, the first draft of Jenny from the Block was actually Jenny from the 50 ton block of limestone. Uh, that was a little too long. Our final story is from episode four, Julius Caesar, with special guest Jose McCall. Oh man. I agree. It's a nice case. It's, it's, it's part of the truth what he's got. But here's the thing, right? Julius Caesar's dad was killed. This is, this is true. He died suddenly. What they don't want you to know is he was killed by a mummy. By a mummy. Yeah, rogue mummy. Okay? A rogue? Not one of your typically... No. I feel like, at this point, mummies would mostly be pretty fresh, too. Yeah. 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 You know? They're, they're, rogue mummy, still powerful, you know? Still running around. More powerful because he doesn't have to listen to mummy law. Yeah. It's not established yet. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, that's what took him out. Yeah, 99% of mummies are law abiding. Peaceful mummies. Yeah, that's why you don't see them on the news that often, you know? It's, it's those 1% of mummies that give the rest of them a bad name. Yeah. So that's what really sets things up, okay? This is, this is, this is the thing, man. Many facts about Julius Caesar, little known, alright? He invented four racial slurs. <laughs> Three, three of which we still use today. Oh, you know, it's let's not let's not let's yeah, not no, discuss which ones. They we're not going to go into them. But you know, Caesar he got mad. You know, once that Wait, mummy killed which his one dad. Don't we use? <laughs> well, I don't want to offend those people. Uh, oh, so the people are still around? Yeah, we just don't. It's, it's not like a lot of favor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, we don't want to offend them. We don't want to rekindle old blood feuds right. and things. They're they're listening. Was it for mummies, perhaps? Because <laughs> mummies are still around. That's yeah, the whole point of mummies. Exactly. Yeah, the, the priest thing. So he goes, the priest of Jupiter, I did, I did look into them. True, they were forbidden to touch horses, forbidden to touch metal, mm-hmm. all right? Forbidden to touch bread. <laughs> or flour. What, what religion is this? Wait, yeah. were they just gluten free? Is that what's happening so. here? I think. Well, see, here's the I thing. I have to think about nickel. I can't do this. <laughs> here's the thing. All right, to the common man, doesn't look like it's much. All right, but not touching bread. Classic anti-skeleton warrior tactics. Okay. <laughs> this this You're order. Right. It doesn't look like much to you. <laughs> 
I don't know how that would be effective. He hunts. He hunted the undead. These priests of Jupiter, uh, they were all about hunting the undead. Everyone knows skeleton warriors love bread. If you touch it, mm, they can sense it on you. Everyone knows. Yeah. That, a, yeah. Well, actually, what? I, I think that was in Van Helsing, actually. I'm just saying this makes a lot of sense because his father was killed by a mummy. Of course, he'd fight the undead. Yeah. yeah. It's a tale of vengeance like the noble samurai. <laughs> is it? Is that what the samurai did? <laughs> well, in the movies I watch. Okay. I don't know what you're watching. Jeez. Yeah. So anyway, he, he totally studies how to fight the undead. Gets good at it, right? Runs off, goes to join the military, because he gets stripped. You know, the other stuff is going on. See, this is in conjunction with what's going on. I'm trying to tell you what the Illuminati media doesn't <laughs> want everyone to know. This is real stuff, okay? It's going on. The political stuff happens. He runs off, gets stripped of it, joins the army, because he's like, they're way better at fighting. Realizes metal amazing for fighting the undead. Yeah, it's pretty good. Incredible. But that's against the vows of his order. That's against the vows. That's why he left. But he yeah. was like, you know uh, what? Not super effective against vampires, but others. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. vampires hadn't been invented yet. That, oh. that was a dude, <laughs> I think Romania or something. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they were invented earlier in China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those... Yeah, they, but they have to hop everywhere. How threatening right. is and that? You had, yeah. It, you had to count rice whenever you dropped it. They're mostly an inconvenience. <laughs> if you keep a pocket full of rice, vampire problems solved in China. Really? Yeah. People are just dicks to Chinese vampires. Yeah, they they have like, to hop, can't count this shit. <laughs> they had to hop over from China to get to <laughs> Romania. It was, For a better life. Yeah, they didn't have that yet, so... That's the thing. God forgive, forbid they're standing next to a rice silo when it explodes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> a rice silo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why am I near this? <laughs> also, why am I speaking with this accent? I'm Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's hunting the undead. Military learns all kinds of zombie killing, monster killing, ghoul killing techniques. He's he's really building up to be just a top dude at killing this stuff. It's it's just amazing, right? <laughs> top dude at killing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's the official title, Brian. Well, that's, well, that's not the Latin, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he uh he does get kidnapped by pirates, but kidnapped, what, <laughs> kid kidnapped and mapped. It's yeah. two processes in one. It's where a kid draws a map of where the pirates are exactly. for ransom. <laughs> He yeah. leaves breadcrumbs behind because now he can touch all the bread he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's kind of going overboard with it. It's uh, like, we could have eaten that. <laughs> you can eat it? I've never dealt with this stuff before. <laughs> what is the sentence? Yeah. So he is kidnapped. What they don't tell you is they're ghost pirates. Mm. Not any kind of pirate. See, once again, the undead clashing with, with Julius, all right? Julius... Gaius Julius Luttrell Caesar is actually the full name. Just so you know, just a side note, all right? Uh, he does find them, gets them, crucifies them. Little known fact about ghosts, all right? Regular ghosts, can't touch them. Ghost pirates, easily touchable. I don't know why that is. I'm not a, I'm not a spectrologian. I'm not a phantomologist. But I think it's because they were materialistic in life and thus materialistic in a different sense in death. Hell yeah, mm. yeah. That makes sense. I think they're called a spooktometrist also. <laughs> Where are we at here? Kidnapped, comes back. Oh, yeah. People start getting favor with him. Why? He's clearing out their undead problem. Once again, the Illuminati don't want you to know this, all right? He's just getting popular with people because he's clearing out their undead. You got a you got a ghoul in your basement? He'll come slay them for you. People are like, thank you. They take favor with him. The other established Illuminati members, they don't like that. He gets popular. 
gets uh what is it gets in with the military he gets things going he's all about it man and then he goes and see this is the thing people it's gaul is a misspelling of ghoul he was waging war on the nation of ghouls is what was going on oh i mean that which does. later became france yeah yeah which i mean catacombs all about it i'm telling you ghouls all over the place also this is when he's occupying the office of sumo hominem ochidera heg which is top guy at killing these things exactly thanks google translate yeah good i saw you typing something furiously into your computer oh furiously (laughs) with great fervor i was typing that into google translate so yeah he's fighting his way all the way killing all the ghouls slaying the tribes Making his way to Britain. And this is where the story takes a tragic turn. Mm. Okay. This is because it's like uh, the great Illuminati scholar uh, Nietzsche said, all right? Mm-hmm. One, you know, fights monsters, be careful not to become a monster. He wonders why are ghouls eating people? What's so good about them? <laughs> Science has always wondered. Yeah. And he, he unfortunately develops a taste for people. Mm. It's. Oh, it's a tragic tale. He's so, the sweetest of meats. I mean, how many? It's a tale as old as yeah. time. You try cannibalism <laughs> once. That's why they have those billboards. Not even once, and it's a guy eating a leg. <laughs> <laughs> that interestingly, that's a billboard for men because that's one of the things you do. <laughs> so yeah, develops a taste for people. He's eating people left and right. You know, trying to keep it on the down low because you know his troops are still like, yeah, we're getting down and killing all the undead. Little do they know, Caesar's like, hey. hey. Save one of those for me. And they're like, what's he doing? He's eating people. So they're just chilling and like, yeah, great battle against the undead. Wait, where's Mark? It's like, mm, he's in Caesar's tent in a big old cauldron yeah. <laughs> with some carrots. Yeah, yeah. some carrots. <laughs> Whenever Caesar looked around, he just pictured people as giant turkey legs. No, he just around. pictured them as people and he started oh, yeah. drooling. <laughs> he just put on a bib that had a picture of Mark on it. Have you noticed that the commander is drooling a lot at us? <laughs> Yeah. Why does he keep asking us to rub pepper on ourselves? <laughs> I think he's into some weird shit, man. His fetishes are going off the I know this is ancient Rome, but this is really making me sexually uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so also, he's eating people. So Gaul and Britain is not just populated with ghouls. He's also just killing regular well, people. We haven't gotten too. confirmation on Britain. Okay. We've not, yeah, yeah. He makes his way to Britain. Even to this day, we have not confirmed <laughs> whether or not all of the British island is full of ghouls. <laughs> It's possible, man. That's what they don't want you to know. That's, I'm it's telling you the don't. truth. The Illuminati, of That's, course. Hey, they're listening. I know you're listening. They know we have a low listenership. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. The elect. Only uh, the elect. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, people in Undead, they live together. Caesar's eating his troops. He's eating other people. He gets to Britain. Problem with Britain, fierce resistance. You got your Wicker Man tribes. <laughs> <laughs> you got banshees. You got all kinds of stuff going on there. It's too much for him to handle. <laughs> the people in the Wickermen weren't even ghouls. They were just a cult. <laughs> yeah, they were just angry cultists, and he wasn't ready for that. He was ready to deal with the undead, but not Wickerman cults. But not bees. Yeah, bees to the face. Wait, which Wickerman? I was hoping both? it was the Christopher Lee, but <laughs> I was hoping the Nick Cage. <laughs> Both. They're, they're varied people, all right? Let's not let's not get crazy and assign stereotypes. So there's the two Man branches people. of the Wicker Man cult, the Cajun and the Lee. Right, the, yeah. the Shia and the Sunni. <laughs> Constantly in conflict with one another. Right. I remember when Nick Cage put his 99 Wicker Man theses on the door of the cathedral. On the door of the Wicker Man. It burned. No one read it. They set it on fire. It was a bad place to put it. <laughs> That's why no one realized the schism had happened. 
right. This, this other stuff is going on, too. Uh, he comes back, does make friends with Crassus, uh, Pompey, and all that. That was going on. Here's the, Here's the problem. Pompey. All right. He was trying to get his friends in on the cannibalism. Mm. See, the problem with Pompey like was... Yeah, it, it wasn't this family stuff. It was that Pompey was going to expose him for eating people. Oh, oh my you god! Can't, that's the irregularities we were talking about. The irregularities. I've noticed some irregularities. <laughs> You've eaten for people. <laughs> when you say get his bros in on the cannibalism, I picture like an after-school special when a kid like <laughs> yes, yeah. comes up, or he's like, trying to turn his friends on to skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah, but instead <laughs> of calling drugs, him, I guess. saying what are instead of saying what are you chicken, it's what do you eat chicken? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's the that's that's where the conflict comes in. That's that's where the real problems are. He doesn't want him to expose him for eating the people, so he chases him down down to Egypt. You know, he's he's given the head of his enemy, which he eats, of course. You know, you that got that head cheese. It's good. You gotta have res- show respect. You know, he has the assassins. It was killed. on a plate. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on a plate. The assassins killed. You know, appetizers. It's a sin to waste food. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's also a sin to kill a guy. But <laughs> he's got a pretty good appetite if he ate a head and three assassins in like a week before it went bad. <laughs> well, he's like the guy from the this Monty Python sketch. Way <laughs> before refrigeration. <laughs> they had no, jer- no, you can salt the meat. Yeah, that's how, they did the, that's how they did this back then. Yeah. Or they had refrigeration. This is the alternate <laughs> history. Where for, where, so we could justify Julius Caesar eating three people. Yeah, maybe Caligula gave him a refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... You know, Caesar's a conflicted man. He eats people, he fights undead. He meets Cleopatra, sultry sidekick. <laughs> Hunting down mummies. She's a mummy expert. I mean, Boom. if you're going to hunt down a mummy, what better place to do it? Yeah, than Egypt. So and they... Mummy Factory USA, <laughs> Egypt. I mean... Not USA, but... <laughs> it does seem like every pop star is also a mummy expert. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that... <laughs> Yeah, you know, all her she toured, and it was always the base of a pyramid where she had her concerts. Mysteriously, mummies disappear, fans disappear. It's it's a it's a you know symbiotic relationship. I eat some fans, you have to hunt down mummies. I don't know if that's symbiotic if they're just killing together. <laughs> it's kind of like a Charlie's Theron and monster situation. Codependent. I don't know what the word is. I'm not a I'm not a psychologian. Uh, <laughs> just basically Charles Starkweather and Carol Fugit touring the countryside. Uh, yeah. Problems happen. Uh, people start catching on. Caesar goes back to Rome. Uh, you know the people. Uh, there was conflict over him. You know, banging uh, his sultry sidekick, but, but not over the cannibalism. Well, you know, it was it was you had sex with a beautiful woman. <laughs> That's we we can't have that. Well, see, no one's going to get jelly about Rome. being a cannibal. We're not into weird shit sexually. <laughs> you know, here's the thing too: if you eat the the right corrupt people, populace doesn't mind. Boom. So there's a lot of conflict there. You know, that's uh that's kind of where the ambushing thing happens. It was uh you know he's he's like I gotta be me. He's picked up the song by that point, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because he wants to eat people. He's I gotta, gotta be me. I gotta eat you. Yeah. Everyone got to do what they got to do. Yeah. But she was like, "Well, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll send my producer. Oh, my producer doesn't isn't, doesn't like it. Where's my producer? He's oh, well, he eaten. And he burped. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bone. If came I remember out. right, her producer was Caligula. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, he's yes, somewhere right. in time. <laughs> somewhere in the time stream. Yeah. <laughs> he's trapped on Gallifrey. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, you know, he's setting up these new policies because he's still a caring man. Once again, conflicted. Policies, stirring up the wrong kinds of people. Now, this is the thing where, you know, he gets ambushed for the song. Uh, what history doesn't want you to know is self-defense. He was planning on having a buffet stabbed by the conspirators, but he had them all there because so he was going to eat them. With Cleopatra, he's going to present her with just this, the most swag buffet you've ever seen. I mean, a 60-person buffet... Um, that's quite that's a lot I that's mean, a is spread it all, is it all like different preparations because it's just one dish basically no no you can make it all kinds of ways you know you, I guess there's like you could do different cuts of human meat yeah. I think you got like a 500 foot piece two 500 foot pieces of bread and put them all in the middle yeah. like a party sub yeah, yeah. oh god and, I mean he'd got and crazy. the current high priest of Jupiter was not a fan of that <laughs> sacrilege because he was invited but he's like what am sacrilege. I supposed to eat Jay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and you know. Can you do this as a salad? I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> do you have, like, rice flour or something I can do? Also, there's way too many horses in here. I am gonna touch one. <laughs> Why would you invite me here knowing I can't do this? Yeah. And my ex is here. God damn it. It's the worst dinner party ever. I feel like you just invited me because you felt like you had to. <laughs> Oh, you give me the senator with leprosy to eat. I see. Okay. <laughs> no, put me at table five. Yeah, so that's that's the tragic tale of a hero with good intentions. Rest in peace, Julius Latrell Caesar. So that's part one of the Revisionist Guide to Ancient History. I want to thank all of our guests and all of you for listening over the last ten episodes. And a big thank you to my co-host, Zach Powers. You can also check him out as co-host on Stage of Fools, which is a podcast about Ease of the Royals. For everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. We'll see you next time.